Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Here at the Talk with Mike and Friends, we would like to send our heartfelt condolences out to the family and friends of legendary gospel great, Mr. Andre Crouch. You will be missed. And one thing for sure, we are left with great memories and great music from a gospel legend. Again, rest in peace to the wonderful Andre Crouch. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. We are well on our way into the new year with many great things in store for 2015. I want to thank all of those out there who continue to support the show. And to my supporters, please don't hesitate to tell your friends, your family members, your associates, and your coworkers about the show. Get them involved as well. You know, I never aim to just reach just one particular audience, but all audiences. So it is my commitment in 2015 to do just that. Remember, you can follow us on various platforms, such as www.hipcast.com. You will search within the podcast directory at the top of the page to talk with Mike and friends, and you will have to your availability 37 episodes after tonight's show. We also have blogtalkradio.com forward slash to talk with Micah. That is the website that makes it happen each and every episode, so make sure to follow us there as well. And last but certainly not least, there's iTunes. You can use the Purple Podcast app on your iPhone device to search for the show, or if you have iTunes on your computer, select Podcast and search the talk with Micah and friends. Remember, if you have any show ideas for 2015, or if there's anyone that you would actually love to see me interview throughout this year, please don't hesitate to email thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com or contact me on Facebook, Micah Pierce. Well... It's time to go ahead and get into the meat of our show, but before we do, let's hear a few words from our sponsors. Raphael Cox Designs presents Women of Atlanta, a benefit fashion show supporting the Susan G. Coleman Breast Cancer Foundation, to be held Sunday, February 22, 2015, in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Georgia Freight Depot. For more information and to purchase tickets, please visit www.raphaelcoxdesigns.com. That's www.raphaelcoxdesigns.com. Again, Raphael Cox Designs presents Women of Atlanta. Celebrating 10 years of pageantry, Metro presents Mr. and Miss Metro Newcomer, honoring Romeo Addiction Dickerson and Chatura St. James. Mardi Gras comes to Jackson, Mississippi on Friday, January 30th, 2015. 
Categories include presentation, do your own thing, colors, colors, and more colors. But remember, no white, no exception. Formal wear gown and talent, 7-minute max. Entry fee is $125. Cash prize to the winner of presentation, and they'll have many special guests. Once again, it's Mr. and Miss Metro Newcomer to be held Friday, January 30th, 2015. Craig Henderson and U.S. of A. Pageants presents the 5th Annual Miss Gay Houston U.S. of A. Newcomer and Miss Gay Houston U.S. of A. Classic to be held at the F-Bar in Houston, Texas on Sunday, February 22nd. Starring Vivica Perry, Ashley Houston, Crystal Lauren, Laisha LaRue, emceed by Aria Crawford. Registration will be held at 4 p.m. Interviews shortly after 5 p.m. Presentation, anything black. Okay, now for more information or reserved seats, you can contact Craig Henderson at 713-213-7350. Again, Miss Gay Houston U.S. of A. Newcomer and Miss Gay Houston U.S. of A. Classic. Chappelle Productions presents the Pacific Coast Continental Pageant 2015 to be held Sunday, January 18th, 8 p.m. Registrations at 5 p.m. And this will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll have some special guests. Summer Breeze, C.A. Lopez, Tommy Ross, Khalil Valentino, Mercedes, Lady Sharice, Tony Desario, Jasmine Masters, Elena Pendavis, the reigning Miss Continental herself, Brooklyn Heights, the reigning Mr. Continental himself, Joey Taylor, and Miss Continental Plus, Taji Iman. Again, Chappelle Productions presents the Pacific Coast Continental Pageant 2015. What's up, people? This is Craig Stewart. I am the author of Words Never Spoken, a memoir. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can download it to any e-reader. You can even visit my website at www.craigthewriterstewart.com. Let me tell you who to blame. Blame the boy lying at your feet, his body oozing life through the hole in his stomach where the bullet tore him apart. Blame him for challenging you for not looking away and for not backing down when you pulled out the gun. Blame your mother for bringing you into this world when she was but a kid herself and for dragging you up, not bringing you up. Blame society for not giving you hope. Blame your father for not being there, the man who looked after himself instead of looking after you. Blame the gun in your hand for making you a target, for making you more likely to be picked on. Blame the dead boy, blame your mother, blame society, blame your father, blame the gun, blame anyone but yourself for not being strong enough to put down the gun, to break the cycle. Hey there, everyone. This is your new Mr. Continental, 2015, Joey Taylor of Miami, Florida, and you're listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Welcome back to The Talk with Micah and Friends. And if you've just joined us, you've actually joined us at the best time possible. Tonight, I actually have the fortunate opportunity to sit down with a well-respected entertainer who is loved by many within the community and has made contributions as well as trailblazing memories throughout her entertainment career. She's a former Miss Gay Black Ohio, Miss Sweetheart International Plus, Miss Gay USA at Large, and the reigning Miss Constance Plus. Let's welcome to the show from Chicago, Illinois, now residing in Atlanta, Georgia, the lady, Taji Iman. Welcome to the show, Taji. 
Thank you. You have me just over here smiling and blushing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I wish I could see that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was such a warm and inviting introduction. You're welcome. You're welcome. You deserve it. And I'm actually glad, you know, have you on the first show and the first interview of the new year. So, again, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy day um, to, to speak with us and talk with us for just a little bit. Now, um, to my listening audience, um, Taji is ready, willing, and most definitely able to answer any questions that you may have. Um, she made it perfectly clear during promotion of the show that she's open to your questions and to your comments. So as we get into the interview and you have a question or your comment, just please press 1 on your phone so that it will alert me and then I'll allow you to ask your question or, or, or give a comment or accolade or whatever you want to do. Um, also, for those of you that are into the new show that comes on Fox by the name of Empire, please just set your DVRs. I appreciate it so very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fans. <laughs> yeah, we, we are fans, so we're going to watch it as well. Um, but uh, so, Taji, I'll just go ahead and open up the interview, and then um, we'll open up the line for anyone that may have any questions. So how does that sound to you? Um, I am here however you would like to do it. I'm excited to be here so I can go with the flow. Okay, okay, great. So um, if you can, give us a little background as to who the Lady Taji Iman is and how you got your start within pageantry. We'll start there. Oh, who am I? Um, I'm just the average person. Um, I'm Andrea Claiborne. You know, I'm the... I have two brothers, two sisters. I'm from Chicago. That's how I actually got my start in Chicago. Um, it's 21 years now, so it was 17. Okay. Um, my first pageant was Miss Chubby World Continental Plus. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I win the pageant, and I went on, you know, to the national. And did I make? I believe I made the 12 or the 10. Yeah, I did. I made the 10 at the time, um, and that was it. So that was my introduction to pageantry. Continental was my introductory, my introduction to pageantry, you know, being from Chicago and in the Midwest. Okay. Um, now, I started to travel very early, I would say around 19, with some of the older girls from Chicago, like Kareen Alexander um, and Octavia St. Laurent, um, you know, who passed. Uh -huh. um, and I was introduced to, like, black universe and black America, and that was a different world of pageantry. Mm, yeah. Um. So I was introduced to, you know, pageantry, you know, before 20, I would say, you know, as a backup dancer and, you know, as a spectator, and I just had a love of it. Okay, okay. An immediate love of it. <laughs> and you said so so you said, um, I remember you said, uh, or I heard you say that um, Octavia St. Laurent. So that was the same Octavia from New York? Oh, no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. Um, Octavia, Octavia, G Grady, can't think of her last name. Why was I thinking St. Laurent? No, Octavia, <laughs> she's from um, Chicago. Okay. She came down to Black America one year and, okay. you know, had a huge production um, the same year. I was trying to think who else won. Oh, okay, I can't think of who else won. I'm gonna stop thinking. I'm bad with names. And names. <laughs> I'm gonna go with names and dates. Not a problem. Now I want to ask you a question. Where, where did the name Taji Iman derive from? So, so where did Taji come from? And then um, explain to the listening audience, as well as myself, how did you become an Iman? Ooh. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> okay, so Taji came from in high school. Um, I was a part of a dance tribe called the Darlene Blackburn Dance Group. And my okay. best friend at the time, his name was Kyra. Okay. Uh, we decided that we were going to do drag, so we came up with the names Kyra and Taji that we found in our travels of dancing. And I just said, I don't look like a Kyra. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, look, I look more like a Taji. Okay. So that's where Taji came from, and from that day it was Taji, and I was actually about 17 mm-hmm. um, when I said that. So I said, okay, it'll be Taji. Now, Iman came from, if you can remember back at that time, the model Iman, she mm-hmm. was a model and... She used to be on billboards, and she would have on, it was the same photo, but one picture, her hair was black, one picture, her hair was red, one picture, her hair was brown. Okay. And I said, oh, that's me. I could wear every color hair. Mm. So I said, I'm going to be Taji Iman. Iman. Okay. Okay. So now this. My younger years, while I'm in Chicago, this is before I even left Chicago and even knew that there was another Iman out there. Right. <laughs> no, okay. or even possibly could fathom the thought or, you know, you don't think about that time, mm-hmm. you know, exactly, you know, what, what the future. So um, in my travels, I would say around 99, I was, and I will say fortunate enough because I do love him dearly, I um, met Tamisha Iman. Okay. Um, and, you know, from there, you know, we kicked off. We were friends. We loved each other. We loved um, what we brought to the stage and our craft from each other. And we say, hey, you know, we'll be sisters. Mm. You know, so that's how I will say the Iman legacy from the Midwest began and also okay. the connection to the Iman family. Okay. So interesting. So when you started out, you, you weren't really connected to anyone. You just saw the billboard. You uh, adored and admired Iman and, and took that name on, and then so happened, you find out, hey, it's some other people out there whose a last name is Iman. So it's, it's pretty interesting that you um, that you did connect, link up or connect up with Tamisha Iman, and, and then you guys formed a bond from there. Okay, interesting. So so that that was you know that's something I never knew, but I, I wanted to know, and I'm sure the the audience wanted to know as well. So thank you. Um, I, I want I want to ask you this. You know, in life, we have a lot of aha moments. And while navigating through your journey in life, you know, even as a, a young adult, um, you then decided to make a transition, you know, from living as a male to a female. So tell us about the time when you finally had the aha moment and who assisted or helped you along your journey towards womanhood? The aha moments. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like a girl on the inside, but I've always looked like a girl on the outside. Okay. Okay, I always was feminine, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I always did hold feminine um, attributes with my body. So I would say about um, maybe 13 or 14, I kind of felt as though or knew that I was gay. Okay. For sure. I knew that I was gay, um, but I also did have an attraction to one, women. But I was ex- um, able to accept that I was gay. 
So um, I also kind of accepted the fact that I didn't feel comfortable as a chubby gay male. Hmm. Okay. And <laughs> um, I look in the mirror, I would look in the mirror, and I never saw the person that I actually um, was at the time. I saw Taji or I saw Andrea. Okay. So I started my transition very early um, at 17. I graduated from high school at 17, and I immediately started doing shows and started my transition. Um, you know, I knew my family wanted me to finish high school, but I love school and I love education. Um, although I went on to college and I left, but I started my transition about 17, and um, you know, I knew what I wanted to do. I was for sure that I wanted to be transgendered, or not knowing that it was transgender at the time, but I knew I wanted to be a girl. Okay, looking back, looking back, Taji, I mean, but looking back at you know, you starting out early. Okay. Me who assisted me, right? Yeah, who assisted, right? But I, but I, I I wanted to ask you something before you ask answer that, if you don't mind. Oh no, go ahead. Okay, so who? Um, well, no, no. If, if you're looking back in retrospect and you say you're starting out younger or you started out really young, um, is there anything that you would have done differently? Looking back. No. Okay. Okay. So there's nothing you you want to say. I ask myself that a lot of times because I do talk to a lot of younger people who go through the transition. So Mm -hmm. um, I try to be confident in my answers, and I really had to self-reflect, you know, with myself too. But no, I wouldn't change anything. And I feel that I have been blessed, and I was blessed at that time to come up in a generation and under certain people. And mm-hmm. I was able to have a transition, and it was safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at that a lot of the time. So, um, no, I would not have done anything at all differently. Um, I started off with hormones and electrolysis at 17, although I wasn't even growing hair. But, you know, I came up on the girls who did it. Exactly. Right, right, right. You know, okay. so, okay, well, okay, well, I'll do it, too. This is what we do. <laughs> right, this okay. is what we do. Hormones, electrolysis, let's get it mm-hmm. going. Um, okay, body work. Oh, we get body work. Well, you know, let's go, although I was already shaped, but, hey, let's go. I wanted to be Jessica Rabbit. To be mm-hmm. honest, I never really even thought about looking like a girl. I wanted to be this larger-than-life queen. Mm. I wanted to have huge hips and these huge breasts. And his waist so thin and walk around in these seven-inch stilettos and turn heads. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I wanted. Uh-huh. You know, so I started getting work. And um, my father said to me one day, um, stop before you F something up. Mm. And I stopped. And you stopped. And you haven't done anything. You haven't done anything since then. No, I've had all of this was. I'm 38 now. All of this was before 21. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So now let's talk about who assisted you. That second part of that question. You know, who who are the people um, that assisted you in regards to transitioning and making sure you did it the right way? Uh, the well, one girl who passed, Tiffany Monique. She's a person who. Um, assisted me in my transition. 
Um, there's another person who assisted me as well in my transition who I would not like to name. Okay. And a lot of my transition was from research. Okay. Just personal research. Okay. Being in Chicago and at that time, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, you didn't worry about things like that. You know, we really didn't. They, it, it was a couple of bad stories, but you know, it wasn't horror stories at that time, or you know, so you felt a little safe. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I, I wonder. Um, this is something that I just I've always noticed um, about ladies, trans women from Chicago, the ones that I've met and seen. All of them look real, <laughs> you know, like they look re- like regular women. I mean, and that's that's it. That's the objective, you know. But um, is that is that just? I guess that's how you guys are bred. I don't know, but it's like everybody I know that has either grew up there, from there, and transitioned. That's from the continental. There. Not to cut you off, but that's the continental. <laughs> you said that's the continental. <laughs> so, that's the continental. Okay, so explain that when you, when you say that. That's the continental. Explain that. Well. Continental was the pageant, you know, that we grew up on from there. And, you know, it held the stigma of the fishy girls, the Mm -hmm. feminine. You know, that's the stigma that surrounds Continental, you know, Mm -hmm. as well as the baton. I mean, you know, at that time it's Mimi Marks. Oh, my God, Mimi Marks? Mm -hmm. You know, like she's, you know, just feminine and, you know, so... It was that, so that I believe was the goal of the Midwest okay. girls okay. to be feminine, and still, and still is, I believe, because even the new girls that come out, they, I mean, they look just beautiful, you know, breathtaking. They look, you know, just like any other woman uh, walking on the street. So, you know, that was something out that I've always um, wondered. So, Kelly, when we talk about transition. Um, and transitioning, um, what advice do you have for any young boy or young girl or even a man or a woman currently out there who conflicts or who have conflicts with the decision to start the transition to living their life as a trans woman or a trans man? What advice would you give them? Uh, I don't know. It's you, I guess so cliche to just say follow your heart or you know, mm-hmm. do what's best for you, but that's actually just the truth to just walk in your own light. You mm-hmm. know how you feel. You have to block everybody else out, and you have to block voices out about what you hear and what you should do, and you have to make the correct decision for your life. But you also have to make a responsible decision, I believe, personally, um, you know, to first, be stable to handle the decision that you are about to make. And I believe that's what's leading a lot of the people into the decisions and the circumstances that they are in when it comes to things such as transitions mm-hmm. um, and augmentation. Um, but I believe if you um, follow your heart, walk in you know, your own light, and if you do your research and connect with the correct resources, mm-hmm. you know that you can have a smooth transition. And and wouldn't you, well, I don't know if you agree or not, but um, I, I would think or 
just from my research and over the the past year of having conversations and even on my show with other trans you know trans women and things of that nature and going to the the trans health conference in Philadelphia that I went to to support Ebony Sherry, I now you know it's a of course ten years fifteen years well ten years fifteen years twenty years ago you know a little different but now I believe that like you said there's so many resources out there that people can tap into and. I believe that when you are in that state and you're conflicting and you don't know, you know, what to do and, you know, how society is, has always been, that even therapy helps. Would you agree with that? or? You know, I believe most definitely therapy helps, and that's why it's there. I've never really had therapy. I, you know, I've, I've never really had therapy. Sometimes I've said to myself that I should have had therapy, you know, or mm-hmm. possibly talk to someone about some things. I've just never... I don't know if I was even just strong enough, honestly, to say, to tell someone everything. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I would say that even when I lost my leg, the lady would come in the room and, you know, the therapist, and, you know, she would say, you turn me away every day. Like, you have to talk to somebody. You know, she would just try to get me upset even to just lash out. And I'm like, well, girl, no, I just don't want to be involved. But like, girl, bye. Right. <laughs> and it's right. just, I don't know. I never really talked to anyone about my transition. I never... You know, I just did it. I really didn't even know anyone that was gay till I was almost 17. Mm. You know, I just knew that it was something I was, I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I knew it was what I was going to do. I mean, I had it in my head. It was planned out. I'm going to finish high school. I graduate, baby. I'm going to go on prom. Y'all get all the pictures y'all want to. You know, I'm saying this to myself. Right, right. You know, honestly, I even tried to have a child by 17 to give my parents a grandchild because I knew what I was about to do. Um, So, you know, I knew that. So I kind of was ready to hit the ground running. How did your How did your um, parents? And then we'll um, move on. uh, But how did your How did your parents accept um, your transition or your decision to um, continue? Well, live start living your life as as a trans woman. My mother is a missionary. She has been all of my life, as I can remember. And, you know, we are best friends, love her to death. We get along great. Um, I know it was hard for her to accept, and I remember one night I came in the house and I walked past her room and she was crying. You know, and I just so happened to just push the mouth. You know, what's up? Why are you crying? You know, mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know, I just don't know. You know what's wrong. You know, mine, no. It's nothing you did. It's nothing that happened. It's just who I am. You know, it's just who I am and it's how I feel. Gotcha. You know, I don't know anything else to do but to go with that. So from there, I don't, she's never, I mean, she's never treated me any differently. She's always showed me love. You know, I am her child. And one thing I love and respect about her mother, I'm her son. Mm-hmm. And I love that to death. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one of those girls that, you know, that bothers me. Uh, no, baby, I'm her son. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, and I love that. And I yeah. want her to know that she, I, baby, I'm always your son, even with my name change and all that. No, my, you call me Andre. You know, so now my father, mm-hmm. um, he at first, had a huge issue with it. He pulled the gun out on me. Um, and to be the worst thing he ever said to me that night was when he pulled the gun out on me, 
He said he hoped I stayed out all night, got effed, caught AIDS, and died. Mm. Wow. He said that to me. I was about 18. Okay. And we hated each other for some years, didn't speak. Mm-hmm. And then we turned around to be the best of friends. Look at God. Um, I do believe that my family um, <clears throat> accepted or understood that I was a person who had a mind of my own, and anything mm-hmm. that I did, I did on my own. Gotcha. You know, even my brother, one night he saw me. I was actually walking down the street in a dress. And I was so nervous, mm-hmm. I ran when I saw his car. Mm-hmm. He followed me. Oh, wow. And he pulled over. He was like, baby, don't ever run. Listen, do what you're going to do, but just be the best at it. And that was it. That was all we ever spoke about it. And, you wow. know, I kept that in the back of my head, so. And and I, I think uh, just not even – you know, trans, you know, being a trans man or a trans woman or anything of that nature. I think just collectively, just being um, accepting, having your family, you know, become accepting or start off, you know, accepting you for whoever you are, you know, I think that that, you know, helps us to be whoever we want to be and it gives us the courage to be whoever we want to be because a lot of times it's like, you know, as long as my mother loves me, you know, sometimes we even, we even say, forget the father. It's like, as long as yeah. my mama loves me, she, she, and she accepts it. family behind you is a blessing, that's yes. a huge blessing. Like, that's your stability. That's your support system. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my brother, my sister behind me, my mother, you know, Cousins, aunties, uncles, you know, I don't really have anybody in my family that's against me or that has spoken out against me. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is a huge blessing. You know, family is most definitely a building block in your success. Yes, it is. You know, and, and you, you need that support. You know, you have your friends and associates and things of that nature, but when you have the support of your family, you know, you can, you know, like I said before, you can just do anything. So I'm um, totally getting out of it. And you look just like, I mean, you and your sister could go for twins. <laughs> you know, that's for twins. my father before he passed, he uh-huh. told me I could never get a nose job because I would not look like one of his children. Oh, wow. And so for that, doing my surgeries, I never got a nose job. Never got a, never got a nose job. Okay. Well, thank you so very much for opening up in regards to your, your transition and your, your, and your aha moment. And, again, a kudos to your family for supporting you because um, I'm sure with that support um, has catapulted, catapulted you to um, the person that we know and see today. Um, now, I'm sure along the way you've been groomed by and worked alongside the best in the industry. So I just want to – I want you to tell me, who has been your greatest inspiration on and off stage, and why? And it could be more than one, you know, but just who, who's been your greatest inspiration on and off the stage, and why? Victoria LePage. Okay. I will say, um, well, sometimes I can be long-winded, so I'll just stick with Victoria. Okay. Um, on and off stage, on stage, OMG, and I do not like to use the Lord's name in vain, but God, mm-hmm. Victoria LePage is the epitome of glamour, grace, yes, she is. beauty, elegance, 
poise, professionalism. She is polished, and she is passionate about the craft of female impersonation. Mm-hmm. And that is on and off the stage. And being I'm blessed to know her, um, to just personally know that she has her life as well in order. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is a great attribute as well about her. So, Victoria LePage. Okay, I love Victoria LePage. Love her, love her, love her. Um, Taji, how, how important is branding to you while building a name for yourself in this industry? Okay, repeat the beginning part. How important? How important is branding to you while building a name for yourself in the industry? Branding to branding and building a name for yourself in the industry. Well, it's important because your brand will always follow your name. You know, and mm-hmm. vice versa. You mm-hmm. know, my name will always follow my brand, and my brand will always follow my name. So um, it's important because it's who I am. It'll be my legacy when I'm gone. So, you know, that's important to me. When I'm gone, um, I want my legacy to be understood, you know, with my brand. You know, and the brand that I was able to, you know, present for my timeline. Do you you feel like the up-and-coming entertainers, um, uh, we can go and say the newcomers, or it doesn't have to be newcomer pageant, baby. It's just newcomers in the industry. Do you think that some of them are forgetting that they're that the the goal is to really build a brand? They're forgetting that, that aspect of it. I believe they're forgetting a lot, but it's not their fault. It's our fault. Mm-hmm. I believe they're forgetting a lot. I believe they are forgetting to. Um. I don't like to say the cliche, pay your dues, but mm-hmm. there is a thing to pay your dues. Sure. You do have to put in your time, you know, and your work. You know, you do need to prove your dedication. You do need to understand your legacy. Like a lot of them hold names and couldn't tell you where the name came from. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not their fault. It's our fault because we allowed them to get away with it. And we continue to allow them to get away with it. So it's not their fault. It's ours. You know, so it's a lot that they forget, not only, you know, just their brand. But I also believe that there are several of them that have realized that, though. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not at all to, you know, bash newcomers. Now, several of them most definitely have realized that and have proven their brand. Mm-hmm. By stepping up to the national level and being successful on there as well. Most definitely. So, you know, not to bash newcomers, but, yeah, I do believe it is our responsibility, um, you know, to groom the newcomers to understand that. So so how do you... brand uh, name and the importance of your name and your legacy. So how, how do you do that, like, with um, your kids or grandkids that that may be in the industry, or just, you know, nieces and nephews that are in the industry. How, how do you, um, since you said that we need to take ownership of that or, you know, the older 
uh, generation to take um, ownership of that. How do you actually do that and, and apply that to your family or your nieces and nephews, kids, or what have you? It's a process. And I do that personally by taking mine with me as much as I can. Okay. And not using them but exposing them, you know, to what the industry is actually all about. Um, so that's one of the ways that I try to do it. Um, and also instilling different things in them as well about stability, um, you know, and their brand and building their brand. And so I try to um, travel with them as much as possible and keep them under my wing with me as much as possible, okay. you know, until they're ready to branch off on their own. And I will say that several of them have been doing that, and I am extremely proud of them. Good, good. Good to hear. I, and and I, I really... Um, I, I like that about you. I like exactly what you just said, you know, taking them up under your wing, you know, showing them the road, taking them out on the road with you, letting them experience, you know, all of that. And they learn through experiences, through the experiences of, of what you actually experienced throughout your entertainment career. So I, I love that. And I just, I feel like if you're going to be a mother, father, you know, or, or whatever the case may be, then that is, that is the time or this is the time if you're going to take that responsibility because I believe it's an added responsibility that is an option. It is not a must. You don't have to have a gay kid or a gay child and none of that. You know, but if you're going to take on that responsibility, then be responsible and show them the ropes and support them and love them. And, you know, because it, as long as you're doing exactly what you're doing with your kids, that filters down to their kids, and they'll continue to do exactly what they were taught through you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so. and I try to do, you know, I'm not perfect, but, you know, I also try to do things in my personal life as well, like go back to school or, mm-hmm. you know, just take a class here or do, you know, extracurriculum, you know, as well to show them that it can be done, you know. So uh, if I could do it, that you most definitely could do it. And speaking of school, speaking of yeah, school, <laughs> <laughs> you said, uh, well, you recently, I want you to tell everyone, you recently, I know you graduated um, recently. I want you to tell people what, you know, what did you acquire um, through graduation yes. and, and what are you doing now? Oh, <laughs> well, for Master Cosmetology, and um, I am not in a salon now, although I have been looking at some salons. I did say that I was going to go into a salon after April, although okay. I wanted to go into, like, a supercut salon, into a salon where I could, um, just get some more knowledge on cutting and coloring. Um, okay. I was an assistant for a salon for years, like 10 or 12 years, so I'm not excited to, you know, I don't want to work in a salon as a stylist. It's a career that I wanted to retire with, um, you know, as an instructor. So I just want to return to keep my skills up and for more knowledge. Um, no, I don't want to have a diehard career in hairstyling, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but yes, Um but after April, I said that I would, you know, go into a salon. Um, so now I'm just raining. Well, not just, but raining. Miss Continental Plus and um, the dedication to the spotlight with my ACL Productions. I am doing. I have a couple of tax clients because I still do taxes. 
um, during the season for a couple people. Okay. Uh, but that's a little bit of what I'm doing now. And I am taking one marketing class. Okay. I'm taking mm-hmm. one marketing management class because I do want my marketing, you know, degree. Um, okay. So I'm taking one class now just so I don't get lazy with reading, you know, and a time scheduling for education. Okay. And and um, are you seeking any? Do do you would you like any new clients as far as the tax the taxes is concerned? Would you like any new clients? Well, I don't. I'm not seeking any new clients. Okay. I mean, but you know, I am here and will you know take on <laughs> someone new or offer advice. But okay. Okay, I was just trying to get you, you know, get you some business if you, if you, if you would like, you know, that that's all I was trying to put that oh, out. Oh no, I can't. You, you know, I can't let somebody up line up here. You know, let up line up under your number. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's you. I, I want to, uh, you know, talk about this for for a second, and then we'll move. We don't have to really talk about it too much, but just, um, you know, let's talk about it just a little bit. Um, let's talk about the past. You know, we're here to learn from past experiences, like, as I said before, and, and and mistakes that happen in our lives, and hopefully grow and learn from them. Um, and you've touched on in, in years past through an interview. Uh, with Diablo De- West uh, or D West as we call him now, um, regarding your unfortunate accident, you know, which led to your leg being amputated, um, and a story I'm sure you had to share on more than one occasion. Um, but to our listening audience today, um, most who honestly may have not even heard the, the story or the true story at that, um, would you please enlighten the audience and your fans on what led you to now having to walk with a prosthesis? And again, we don't have to. It's going to be a long story because I know that it is a touching story, but if you um, care to touch on that just a little bit for me. Well, what led me to walking with the prosthesis was um, during the time, um, it was a time of me I'm living a different life, I'm writing okay. checks and doing fraudulent activities. And um, I was at a place that was, I believe, I want to say raided. Okay. Oh, I think, and um, I was on the third floor. Now, what went through my mind, I do not know. You know, like, I just don't know what went through my mind, but the only thing I could think of was to jump out of the window. Mm-hmm. And I jumped out of the window with no fear, with no hesitation, with no second thought, you know, just, I don't know, I just jumped out of the window, and I can never, I don't know why. Mm. Now, from jumping out of the window, I landed on a steel fence that had wire spokes at the top of it that were shaped like, you know, I guess an arrowhead. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that ripped my leg off. Mm. So from there I landed on the ground, and my leg was laid directly on top of me. Oh, wow. My leg was was on top of me. My foot was right by my ear. You know, and I still had never, I didn't even pay that any attention. I tried to get up. Mm. And I just remember falling back down and, you know, just laying there. And someone came over to me, and he said, are you okay? And I said, yes, just give me the phone. Let me call my mother. I just want to tell her I love her before I die. Mm. You know, so I, um, 
I was laying there, and I was just laying there, you know, and time is passing, you know, all of this is going on now, and, you know, I just remember people coming around me, and, oh, it is so cliche to say that you hear things or something happens. Mm-hmm. But laying on my back, I heard, You're going to be all right. You're going to walk again, but you need to crawl first. Mm. And from there, I was fine. I went on to the hospital. I had several surgeries. They tried to save my leg. Um, Oh, probably about 30 surgeries. They tried to save my leg. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my mother, she's a missionary. I always believed that love is to death. Whatever mama says, it happens, you know. She came and she sat next to me. She said, God not, is, not, is not going to spare your leg because you're not going to change. Mm. So from there, I accepted it. I signed the papers, um, you know, which was almost too late because I kept waiting and the infection continued to crawl up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After a while, they told me I wasn't going to be able to wear prosthesis at all. But at that time, I'm thinking, well, you know, you give me my leg, I'm going to die anyway. So, boo, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, and one day they brought my nieces and nephews up there. <laughs> and I decided to sign the papers, and I had the surgery to have my leg amputated. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's the story of what happened. How, um, how as far as you being able to, you know, walk with the prosthesis, how long did that take you to, um, to really be able to kind of get it and, and, and have no issues? I'm still getting it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm still getting it. Every step is a new step. I promise mm. you, it sounds, you know, probably a little crazy, but every step is a new step. You know, for just for one step that you have, I have three. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to kick, lock, you know, and then step. Gotcha. So for your one, I have three, so... Every step can be different, um, and at that time, I wasn't able to really accept the fact that I had one leg. So um, I started therapy, and I went to therapy one day with my best friend, Shivana. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they had gave me a prosthesis, and the woman tried to stand me up to walk on it, and I just couldn't take it, so... I told Shabana, get me out of here, and I learned how to use it on my own. And I went from there. So I never really had training on it. I just I wasn't ready to accept it at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I was ready to accept it, I just felt it was something that I needed to deal with. I didn't want nobody else to, you know, tell me this or that. You know, you get tired of getting pampered and babied and, you know, I'm – I'm sensitive, but then I'm not. Right. You know, and if it's something that I need to be strong with, I don't need you babying me through it. Gotcha. You know, I need to get through it. So um, that's how I learned. But, you know, every day is still, you know, something new. Um, And thank you so very much for sharing that um, story. I, I definitely appreciate it. And, and, and I would say we, we applaud you for the courage because a lot of people – you know, with whatever they go through, you know, they give up, you know. 
And it could be that, you know, that voice that you heard. Um, it could be the families and nieces and, and, and nephews and, and family members that have um, any best friends who allow you to keep pushing on. But we love it. You know what I'm saying? When I say we, I'm saying the community, people that I know that that um, that have watched you. Um, my first time watching you, I can't, I don't know. I know it was in Atlanta, and I know you, you did the talent where you, where you took off the leg. And, and I think it was maybe the first time that you would have really done it, I guess, maybe in Atlanta or whatever it can be. And I just thought it was amazing, you know. And, of course, you know, you, you heard, well, why would she do that? That's not talent, whatever. But to me, and you can tell, you can tell us, but to me I felt like it was a testament to your life or a testament or, or a story. You know, you were telling a story um, um, to, to us. And, and to me that, that was a, a form of talent to me. But uh, in your own words, you know, what was, what was your reasoning behind doing, doing that talent? I can't think of the name of the song. I know it had something with heart in it. Right. 
I'm not uncomfortable. You know, people who know me, if you come over my house, it's thrown across the floor somewhere. <laughs> and if we close enough when I come over your house, I'm throwing it on the floor. Right. <laughs> but that's just a part of living living in your truth and, and being and yeah. that that that's when you're comfortable. You're comfortable securing yourself, and it's it's whatever. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You know, I yeah, have to so live that's what I had to do because you know I had to get back to me. I had to reinvent me. I had to make something work for me because now I've accepted that I got it and I'm right. still here for something. Oh yes, most definitely. So let's go. Okay. So you know that's how I felt about it. Let's go, I'm gonna show it to you, let's get it out the way. This is what happens with it. This is how I live. You know, this is it. Now and I also said to myself, if I come out here and try to dance and fall all over the place, what you gonna say? Child, mm. why would she do that and she got a fake leg? Exactly. You know that's what happened. But then that continental, you showed us, and then you'll say you showed us that you can dance with the legs. So you showed us. I've had the prosthesis now. It's been over 10 years since I've had Mm -hmm. the prosthesis, 15 years since I've lost my leg. Mm -hmm. And I was a dancer before I lost my leg. Right. So, you know, I never lost my rhythm or my beat. Mm -hmm. You know, so. So, so you know, I just had to go down for a minute till it was right. high. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I I just remember at Continental, you know, I had seen the, the USA talent and and all of that, and had seen you dance, and you know, sometimes it's just like you US of A, and I would I would attend US of A. I attended US of A for maybe five years straight, supporting um, Natasha Braxton at the time, and then of course I, I've been going to Continental way before then, so it was like even though you. You know, everybody has the videotapes out there and, you know, all this good stuff, and, and people have, may have seen the talent. It's still a different audience. I, I, I firmly believe it's, it's two totally different type of audience, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, you definitely. know, <laughs> and, uh, it's, two different, it's, it's two different competitions. Two different competitions, two, two yeah. totally different type of audiences. But um, I just love, like, uh, at, at Continental uh, the, uh, last year when you, when you competed. It was my second year attending plus, my second year attending plus, but 10 years attending Continental. But um, And I, lo- I I will say I love the, the fat girls a little bit more than the other girls. I don't know what it is. I, you guys have to do a, lo- a lot more, you know, to, 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 I guess, show us or whatever the case may be. But um, I just really, really love, like, when you, when you dance or whatever and then everybody just is like, beating the walls down and just all of that. And just, like, it brought tears to my eyes because it was like, you know, she can do whatever with another queen that was right before her or the girl's going to come right behind her. She can, she can do just that. You know, it, that is not a, a – it's a handicap, but it's not a handicap for her for her getting the title. So um, I, I loved it. Um, there, was, there was no doubt in my mind that – you um, were going to win. And I had this question for later, but I want to ask it now since I'm I'm talking about it. Um, After your talent, and we we had saw that, there was, it was kind of almost like a a Alexis Gabrielle year. You know, like, there was no doubt in my mind that this woman was going to win this pageant. All she had to come, and we know times she has nice gowns, all she had to do is come on with a nice gown. But at the end of the day, like, after you answered the question and you punched it, in my opinion, um, after you answered the question, in your heart of hearts, did you feel like at that point you had won, or you, or you were you still questioning? 
Did we say no crying on the show? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, and I'm going to try not to cry, but um, I never, I didn't pay attention to it. Um, although I've always told myself, honest, okay, I'm going to be honest. I've always told myself, because of the relationship that Jim Flynn and I have had, mm-hmm. that he would never call my name until he was ready to allow me to be crowned. Not, I'm sorry, to crown me or, you know, for me to win or, you know. Mm-hmm. We have a history. Okay. Um, so when I heard my name for the 12th, mm-hmm. oh, Game on. They see me. They see that I'm ready. This is what I'm saying to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. The five oh. You really see me. Oh my goodness. So all I honestly have to do is really just be myself. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to do. That's all you want is for me to be myself. That's all. That's like it's that simple, you know. Coming out for question and answer, um, I didn't really know what happened. It is a true, surreal moment, even to hear somebody else say it. Mm -hmm. But live it, it's a surreal moment. I had never been top five. I had never been in that place in my life before, and I had watched it for years. Right. I had never been there. So what hit me was the Sean Pace Rose. I'm here at a mo- at a place in my life I've never been before. Mm-hmm. So from that moment, something told me something was about to change. I didn't know what. I didn't know if that was the, the end of that feeling right there, mm-hmm. you know, or if I was going to win and be crowned. Walking off the stage, my child... Couture Chaos, Brianna, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. who was dressing me. She never says anything unless she's really bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, she doesn't say anything unless she really bothers. If she bothers, she'll say, um, no, we should do this. Don't worry about that. Right. Other than that, daughter don't say nothing. You know, daughter, you know, we flow. Mm-hmm. Never makes any facial expressions. She nothing. We get through the competition. We compete. Coming off the stage, she was standing at the top of the stairs and she was ready to hug me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, no matter what, I was pleased, and that told me that I was good enough to win. To win, right? And that was all I wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It wasn't until I was crowned that I knew I had. That you knew I had. Right. And not from a contestant number, I needed to hear my name. Right, right, right. Because you never know. You know, things can, you know, even though I guess as competitors, you know, and and different things, you you know. Or even like I can say, you know, going on the job interview or going on that, that for a higher position or whatever the case would be, and you just, you may have said you just aced it. But you never know what can happen. You don't, 
And I'm like, don't put that on me. You know, they're like, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it. Even when I don't do. Right, right. You know, when I I moved up here, you know, because I I got a high position with my company and my friend, my my friend's like, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it. And I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that at out. all. Let me know. Let this play out. Go ahead. Let me go ahead and get it. Let me be. Let, let the name be called. <laughs> no, yeah. Let go the ahead. name be called. Let play out. Don't do this because we don't know what our plan is, and we don't know when it's time to make a right or a left. So just hold yeah, that's on. Right. Let's hold on, and we're going to see what it's going to be. <laughs> hold I, have to do, but that's it. We don't know what it's going to be, and I've learned in competition, baby. Honestly, I had to tell myself, you know, we know what we do in competition. Yeah. Before we go out there, we know what's going on. We know if something may be buckled. We know if something may be wrinkled. We know if something don't fit. We know it before we go out there. That's right. So I tell myself, and I have always told myself and my legacy, baby, if you can deduct one point from yourself, don't ever complain if you did not win. Because that's if right. you could at one point, that's five to ten from the judges. Hello. I'm so glad you said that. Would you like to repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> if you can deduct one point from yourself in competition, mm-hmm. that is a minimum of five to 10 points, possibly. I love that. And that's one or two points, depending on how they're feeling about it. It depends on how they're feeling about it. And, Tajini, I think that should be a post uh, that you should put up. Because I I, I think that people need to realize that, you know. And and like you said, and I I think me and Cameron and me and a couple of people have, have talked about it, you know, over the years that you already know. You know, even I, Natasha, who I followed, and, and that's my godmother, and was with her for a lot of her competitions. You, baby, I already know <laughs> what what what's what. I already know this may right, this may other, but we gonna make it do what it do, and we yeah. gonna see what we gonna see what what happened. And and that's that's a point where you're mentally ready. Game. game is not to drop any points. Right. That's the game. Right. The game is not to drop any points. This is competition. This is drag. Everything we put on is man-made. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that made me fall in love with the U.S. of A. system because when I competed, a girl zip above. Mm-hmm. So hold the line. If she has another dress, she can change. If not, then she'll come out of line and she loses points. Maybe she had another dress. Mm-hmm. Okay, they talk. Three, four minutes, maybe we all helped her get into that dress. I love that. That's what it was. I fell in love with you yesterday at that moment. Mm-hmm. Sportsmanship. No matter what happens here, the pageant is on that wood. That's right. Coffee told me that. Coffee said pageant is 25 minutes, baby. Hmm. A pageant is what happens on that wood. And competing and winning Miss Continental Plus taught me that it's not just a beauty pageant. It's about a beautiful presentation. Right. That's true. I'm agree with you there. It's, I don't have to turn this corner and have this huge this and make the builder stand up and this gown with all of this that go over here and this. <laughs> I mm-hmm. can't turn a corner and my earrings chalked all up over here. No. Mm-hmm. 
It's a about being fine with a beautiful presentation. That's right. Take heed, Taji is speaking tonight. <laughs> but 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 you but but you're 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 telling the truth and, and I just you know, I, I want more people to, to, to really be honest with themselves and to really understand. it's okay to observe and, and, and to really look at you know, look at yourself when you when when you're on on, on the pageants and, and things of that nature. I remember uh was it Benny told me or uh, um, and I, I didn't know when I met Sasha Valentino, I met her. Uh, she used to stay right beside me at one point. Uh, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know who she was at the point. I wasn't following it, um, following drag that early, like maybe 2001-ish in Atlanta. But I just remember, you know, Benny um, said to me, or said to a group of us, he said, I remember something that Sasha Valentino said in regards to why does she come back each and every year. And she said, because every every time that I felt, see myself on tape or I, I see myself in the pageant or whatever it can be, I have a flaw. She mm. said, so I, so I, so I know, so I, I didn't win. You know, I have a flaw, so I'm going to keep coming back until I'm flawless. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. And I, and I love the camaraderie that you know a lot of a lot of I call them mainstream pageants. We just say white pageants, but I say mainstream pageants or whatever. That's my own term for them. But you know, I like the camaraderie and the sisterhood and the brotherhood that a lot of them have. And even um, I, I just want that to transcend into our own community and, and our pageants that are considered black pageants to, to um, you know, have that camaraderie, that sisterhood, and that brotherhood. Be mentally prepared to win. Be mentally prepared to not win, you know. But congratulate your brother and sister in their, you know, in their achievement and just, you know, dust your boots off and try again, you know. that That's what I, I, I would want to see. You have to be happy for the next person. Mm-hmm. What I also believe, too, is everybody will get a chance to bite the bullet. Everybody will hold the bullet in their throat during crowning. Mm-hmm. It's a competition. Mm-hmm. It's a competition. You're going to bite that bullet for somebody, and somebody is going to bite that bullet for you. It's one night you win, and somebody going to say she shouldn't have win. It's one night, you know, it's going to be vice versa, baby. Everybody going get to get a chance at that bullet. You know, so you have to be happy for the um, person. Taji, um, what's the biggest misconception? What do you what, what do you feel, or what do you know to be the biggest biggest misconception about you? Ah, oh, misconception. Um, let's see. Now, I don't know many misconceptions, and you know, a misconception to me kind of um starts with a person's perception and I kind of have tried to take on that I can't worry about what the next person thinks. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um but the only one that I have ever known or that has been brought to my attention um was the misconception that I mean. Okay. Um you know, so or actually I've tried in my travels you know, going to a couple of bookings, going out to a couple of clubs. Um, a couple of the spectators there um, didn't know that I had a prosthesis. Okay. So they didn't know, you know, the reason why maybe I walked the way that I walked. And I've received emails afterwards that would say, um, you know, I apologize. Um, you know, I thought you were this stuck-up girl from Atlanta with the way you walk or um, the way you – but I can't – my walk is, you know, and I am – a little assertive, but I've I had to grow myself to walk confident. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know that may come off as stuck up, 
But no, it's not for you. I do. I have to walk with my back straight up, and I have to, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to do all that. In a certain way, and at the same time, I still have to make it ladylike and feminine and sexy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so, you know <laughs> so I, I have received a couple of, well, I've received several of those, you know, actually. Okay. Um, what people have said, I, you know, thought you were one way, but, um, you know, hanging out, I see that you, you're not. Um, sometimes I can look mean, but I'm not a mean person. I do talk mm-hmm. assertive. I may talk firm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you will know, being a person that may hold a position or any person in leadership can be taken that way. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's just how it is. And, and I, I always tell people, you know, you have to, you can have all kinds, kinds of misconceptions or perceptions about me or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but you have to get to know me, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not a sugar coder or. Oh, me. Um, what, yeah. What's your sign? What's your sign? A Capricorn. The, uh-huh. This was it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm, my birthday is you know. the very last day of um of of the Sagittarius. So I'm on the cusp. You know, the next day starts yeah, Capricorn. No, no excuses. <laughs> None and at all. And consequences. No excuses. No. But I am <laughs> not vain. I am not. I I love people, um, you know, and I love genuinely good people. I love mm-hmm. to be around good people. Um, you know, I don't like mess. I don't like gossip. I don't, you know, like to be around all of that. Um, now, I, yeah, I do have a sassy tongue. I will bite back only if you bite, though. Now, a couple now, granted, a couple times I will turn my head. Mm-hmm. Now, at this day and age, because it's not worth it, Exactly. But I also am a person that does know how to defend her ground and will stand her ground. So, but I'm sure. not. No. <laughs> so Taji's not mean, everybody. I never. I, I don't no, know. I'm not mean. No. Yeah, she's not mean. She's not stuck up. She's she's um, genuinely. She's nice. She's loving. She's assertive, but she's loving. Like, yeah, I'm a little complex. I should have had an assistant over here, so they should have brought me some water. Oh, yeah, get you some water. Um, I just have a tranny voice. That's my tranny voice. Oh, yes, tranny voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few more questions, now. not too many, but if um, I if you have a question, I believe somebody does have a question, so I'll, I'm going to chime them in in just a second. Your area code is 312, so you stay on the line. Because I'm going to chime oh, in in just a second. That's Chicago. Oh, hello. It's a few of them on here from, from Chicago. So I have a, a question for you really quickly. Uh, you've been able to travel across the country as a national title holder uh, many times over. What's your favorite place to perform or entertain, and what city or state would you like to entertain in that you haven't had the opportunity to just yet? So what's your favorite place to perform or entertain? Oh, it may be crazy, but I want to say my favorite place may have been Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> I want to say I was there for a prelim once, and um, they just love drag. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to say that may have been my favorite place there. Um, now, where have I not and where I would like to? I have not and where would I like to? D.C.? Mm. Mm. I haven't been to D.C. Mm. Okay. 
Christina Kelly might have been in Baltimore, but I did a pageant in Baltimore. But I've never just came up. No. Okay. We're going to have to work on that for you. Get you up here. Get you up here. Yeah, Christina Kelly and um, Teresa Beavers, like all of them. You did a pageant for me and Christina Kelly. You said who? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have to get you up here. Um, And definitely, yeah. One thing I will say, though, one thing I will say, I, I don't frequent, I don't really go out up here as much. I'm kind of laid back up here. But I will say any time that I go out and I go to the shows or, or whatever the case may be or pageants, they really love drag. They support it. They tip you. Like, they just love it, you know. And it, it's the, the, the lesbians, the, the, the gays, the tra- it doesn't matter. Like, they love drag up here. And I just wish, you know, more of the girls – We'll come up here and, and get some of that. So I'll, I'll see what we can do for you, Taji. Okay, I love it when they love drag because that's what I got is drag. That's, that's what all, I got, that's, right, that's, drag. <laughs> that's my so, brand, living the drag. Hello. So I have two questions. Uh, well, there's two, questions, two people on the line that have questions. So I'm going to go ahead and chime them in. Um, area code 312, last four of the phone number is 7213. Again, 312, the last four of the phone number is 7213. One three. You are now on the line with Micah and Taji. Um, please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question or your comment, please. My name is Jermaine Mine. I'm from Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, and I was okay, calling hi, to man. speak to my. How you doing, Micah? I'm good. I was calling to ask my mom a question. First, I want to say I'm proud okay. of you, and I I love you today. You know that already. I'm so super proud of you, and I just want to know, like, now that you won Miss U.S. of A. and Miss Continental Plus, what is your next dream? I saw that you said you were going to retire. I know that Micah and listeners, that's my baby Jermaine from Chicago. Um, Mm -hmm. That was one of my inspirations that got me to compete again when I said I'll never do it again. Okay. Um, And he has been by my side every step. Of the way um, I really don't have Well, honestly, I only have Really one more dream In competition That I believe Where my heart lies I do have two other pageants That I Am planning to do Before I retire But I only have one more That is my dream but that's not a national. But you, say, you said it's not a national? No. Mm. Okay. Well, what is it? It's not a national, though. I don't know. My son, uh-huh. did you want me to tell you what that was? Yes. Huh? Yes. Are you going to sponsor my entry fee? Yes. Miss Duval. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> now was that now was that Miss Duval or Miss Duval Plus? The, oh, you you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know you did that, Michael. <laughs> um, it's Miss Duval Plus. Although okay. I love the entire Duval family, but I'm going to uh-huh. spare the small girls because it's the same prize package. Right. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. So I'll go ahead and let a small girl win, Miss Duval. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did I say that real sassy like I'm somebody about to say I love you and thank you so much. Uh, 
thank you for being proud of me. I thank you and my children for loving me and supporting me in all that I do. You all know that I love you. I am always here for you. I will fight down an entire army by myself for all of you all, and you know it. So thank you, and I continue what I do for us and for our legacy so you can stand proud in this community and say that your mother was Taji Iman. And I do proudly, and I love you so much, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of your legacy. Oh, so sweet. Y'all don't make me cry. Thank you so very much, Jermaine. Appreciate you for All right, thank you. Time. You're welcome. All right, so we have another caller. Caller, um, telephone number 404. Last one, the telephone number is 36. Okay, Atlanta. 404, last one, the telephone number is 3622. You are now on the line with Micah and Taji. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Oh, that is so weird. Uh, brothers back to back. This is Corey Iman calling from Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Hi, Corey. Hi, <laughs> how are I you? I stood up <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how are you, Mr. So, Iman? the question... I'm good, how are you, Iman? No, you cannot piggyback off of his question. <laughs> well, he asked that one already, so I'm not going to um, actually even ask about pageantry. What I want to know is about your plans for your give-up and what you want to do after as far as celebrating the year that you have had that has been so amazing and so inspirational. What are your plans for celebrating yourself afterwards? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you always have to come with something that is so intellectual that it has to actually make somebody think. Why do you always want to do that? Oh, I guess that's what got you, Black America, right? That mind of yours. <laughs> what the fashion was correct that year as well, I will say. Um, I really never thought about that, but the celebration for me actually is seeing enjoyment in others. I'm pleased. I'm satisfied. I am overwhelmingly elated. I am exhausted in joy. I am content with happiness. You know, so when I see others happy, um, that's what makes me happy. That's my celebration. My celebration will be seeing the next person's dream come true and knowing that I have or that I can at this point, after giving up Miss Confidential Plus, close the book of competition if I choose to and still feel fulfilled in my legacy, in our legacy. Okay. Oh, so I'll be celebrating um, with the winner that night, Miss Continental Plus 2015. And there you have it. Thank you so very much, Corey. Did she, did she answer See, your that question? was the wrong answer. No, that was the what wrong answer. I had a buddy pass for you, but I guess I'll give it to someone else. No, I had a buddy pass for you, but I guess I'll give it to someone else. Well, you said that. You said it like that's a gift. I'm your mother. You supposed to be here. <laughs> 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 I'm 
I was waiting on a destination or something like that. You think you can start giving me less than six a year now? Mm. (laughs) Not Not at all. I was just thinking it's vacation bidding time, so I was trying to plan my vacation out. (laughs) Oh, well, no, hold me at least three, and I don't care about your Mm. daddy. You know who he is. Mm. I hope he's listening. (laughs) A mess. Well, I thank you so very much, Corey. Uh, I love it. you. <laughs> All right. Love you, too. Brooklyn. Okay, so um, we have area code 228. Last four, the phone number is 5551. Oh, I love numbers. 228-5551. Oh, you baby. speak so well, Micah. Well, well, hold on. Who is this? Because they, they hung up. So I'm going to who seven seven zero six two four four. You're on the line with Mike and Taji. <laughs> and Taji, can I have your name and your uh, your uh, where you're calling from and your question or comment, please? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, my name is Tanisha Cassidy. Hi, Tanisha. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Mother Cassidy, I love you. I have been, this is my first time actually taking time to tune in to listen, and I am so ecstatic, and um, Micah, um, I'm a little emotional. Taji, you have touched so many people in a positive way. It is, it is um, I can't fathom the words to actually tell you how proud I am of you for following your dream and not letting no man get in your way. I know God is all-powerful and all-knowing, and for you to do what you do and speak and live the life you live, it is a wonderful, wonderful blessing to others, and thank you. Mother Cassidy, we said we wasn't going to cry on the show, (laughs) but thank you, and I love you. You have always, you've been a genuine heart since we met. I won Miss Incognito, and I stayed in her house, even when us child was competing in the pageant, Micah. And she had, that's why I call her Mother Catherine, because that's just the figure that she's always, you know, held in my life, and I've always appreciated you for just being a genuine person. And I thank you and congratulate you on everything that you have, all of your success, you know, through your battles. So thank you, and I love you. My MP, love- my MCP sister. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so very much, Tanisha. Good to hear from you, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon. I'm yes, glad you, you tuned in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'll tag her, too. I'll tag her. Look, come on, come on. And I'm glad. Okay, so yeah, Mike, I got one new one in, yay. Okay, one new one. There you go. That's all it takes is one. That's all it takes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you um, you called in. So thank you once again, Tanisha, and we'll be seeing you soon. So thank you. All right, so we have. She's going to have to cook, Micah. She could cook, Micah. See, I, I've never had, I, I've been over to her house before, this is years ago. Been over to her house Ooh. before, but I've never had any of her food. But I, oh, I know she cooks, she, I, I've seen some stuff that she's cooked before, you know, but I've never Baby. been. But when I come to Tampa, I, they, the girls have been trying to get me to come to Tampa, so when I come to Ooh, Tampa, I'm going to have to hit up. 
Casper cook for you, baby. Mother Casper <laughs> that can cook. Oh my goodness. I ain't I never had it where you wanna lick your plate after eating green beans. Oh Jesus. So she put out she put everything in that, huh? Ooh Yeah. Thank you again, Tanisha. Um we we'll, I'll take well, two more calls. Um I have a now seven one three. No, 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 I'm sorry. Two two eight. I'm gonna go back to you. Because um, I see your number now. Oh, two, two. Uh huh. Me... I know that um, we said hey, we said that you know we didn't want to do all that, but you know. Two two eight. <laughs> Last phone number is five 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 one. Again, two two eight five 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 one. You are now on yes. the line with Micah. You are now on the line with Micah and Taji. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Hi, much much crunch crunch. It's silky ganache. And, oh, hi. Um, I'm sorry. I got, hi, Silky. I'm, how are you? I'm great. I'm sorry. I got so excited. This is my first time tuning in, and I got so excited um, that you sent oh, my no. number that I just well, started mentioning. But Nah, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> no, thank, um, thank you for sharing tonight. Really, thank you so much. Um, my of question course. to you is, I'm, I'm, I'm a newcomer. I've only been doing drag for two or three years, and I consider myself a pageant queen. Oh, by the way, sorry. I'm from Indianapolis. Um, that two two eight number is from Mississippi. Sorry. Um, okay. But I live in Indianapolis. Um, I'm originally from Mississippi, and, and not changing my number just still connects me to home. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's <the best> <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm new in pageantry. I'm a big girl, and you really inspired me, and I felt really connected to you when you said Victoria LePage because that's my all time idol, and she probably don't she probably don't know that, but. The day she accepted my friend request, I was in pageantry, and it just gave me all the much confidence. Um, my question to you um, is, how do you stay inspired, and how do you continue on? Because that's one of the issues that I'm facing right now, um, being a larger competitor and competi- uh, competing against newcomers. Everyone is skinny. It's easy. Like, it's very, very hard for me to stay polished. It's very hard for me to have the same body every time is very hard for me as a competitor. And I just want to know, how do you stay inspired? How do you stay polished? And how do you stay refreshed? Um, I draw inspirations from everything. Everything can inspire me. Um, It could just be due to what I've been through that I've learned to slow down and learn to appreciate and absorb more, you know, but I'm inspired by everything. But first, um, I want to say you have to develop or you have Hello? Yes. Yes, I'm here. You have to um, understand your passion. If this is a passion of yours and if this is what you want, uh, all of these questions are not an issue. You know, even when you were saying what you were saying, you know, some of these things, I think you're thinking about too many things. You know, um, you, you can't stay polished. You can't do this. You can't. Yes, you can. You may have to work to get there, but yes, you can. It okay. won't happen overnight, but yes, you can. Um, so um, I just want to say, 
stay committed to your passion and you have to find out what works for you. You can't compare yourself to the next person, nor can you do what the next person is doing. You have to be able to do what you could do for you to the best of your ability, and that is what will convey across, and that is how you will be judged. Okay. Do that make sense? Uh, uh, sense. You know, so like you said, even standing next to a small girl, you know, you don't feel polished. You can't, even if she's standing there, you know, in a sweetheart cut dress and, you know, that's cut to the floor and she has a nice body, you know, this and that, you can be the same way, even if you have to do it with sleeves and a turtleneck dress with a corset on and a push-up bra. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can create that same silhouette. You can create that same polished look. Mm -hmm. And you don't lose any points unless it's just done incorrect. Okay. It goes back to the presentation. Like you said, a beautiful yeah. presentation. <laughs> so having I mean, would that make sense to you? It it, it does. Um, it makes a ton of sense. Um, it, it makes you know, sense. You know, so you um, have to learn what you learn what works for you first. I, I, okay, I tell people this all the time when they, you know, getting ready for competition. They're always thinking about, oh, I have to get this to turn this category. I have to get this. No, first we don't worry about turning the category. First mm-hmm. you have to make sure mm-hmm. that you have all of your elements in place and that you're detailed. Then you can go back in and garnish and add this and that to turn the category. Right. Okay. And this, well, thank you so very much. Thank you for that. Well, go ahead, Stephanie. No, no uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say thank you for that because I think that's one of the issues on Facebook. I'm not doing what working what works for me, and that part of that is I haven't found the answers to everything or I haven't found um, the help to everything. But that's going to help me in this competition season. Um, yeah. Competition most definitely is something that you have to do. Competition, everything has to be comfortable for you, and everything has mm-hmm. to work for you. Because if it doesn't, we will see that on stage. That can be seen. Mm-hmm. When you're uncomfortable, when something's not fitting right, when you're bothered, when you're worried about something, all of that reads in your face and in your body, posture and presentation on stage, that's why people don't understand why they may not win the category. It was the presentation of yourself and the garment you chose. You can't choose mm-hmm. the dress and then you're uncomfortable in it. That's true. Okay. You can't do that. Well, thank you and for also, big girls, we kind of worry about pulling in and sucking in, which make us look kind of ill-fitting in other areas. No, it's not about that. It's about being smooth. Right. It's about allowing everything to lay on you and fit you properly. And this you won't discover overnight. You will try several things before you get the right thing, but that's called the process. That's how it works. Okay. But you will get there. So patience is virtue. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Silky Ganache. I appreciate you for calling in and supporting us as well as asking a question um, or getting some advice from Taji. So thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you. And you can hit me up on Facebook if I can help you with anything. You know, I always try to make time for everyone. 
Okay, so Flip, he, you, you heard me right his away. Idea. So <laughs> man was gonna return messages right away, but okay, I but you'll, you'll get around to school with. So we got one more question, and I'll, I'll um, ask uh, uh, just a few little other questions that will be done, Taji. Um, this person is from seven seven three uh, area code. Last four, the phone number is four three eight nine. Uh, did they? Oh, uh, seven that's seven. My mom's house. I'm scared. <laughs> Last four is four three eight nine. All right, hold on. You are now on the line with Micah and Taji. Can I have your name, uh, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Um, my name is Yolanda. Yeah, I'm calling from Chicago, okay. and I have a compliment. Okay. I'm Taji's little sister, and I just want to say that I'm proud of her and all of her accomplishments. Oh, oh, I love you. I love you too. Thank you. You're welcome. And what was your name again? Yolanda. Yolanda. Thank you so very much, Yolanda. You, I'm sure you're going to have Taji crying for the rest of the night. But thank you. They just left me from, um, from the holidays. I'm ready for them to come back. Oh. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Have a good night. You're welcome. Oh, you. your little sister called in. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and I appreciate everyone. I love my family. My family is everything to me. Oh, yes. I totally understand, totally get it. I'm, I'm the same way. So they're, they're the ones that can just, I mean, just melt your heart, you know. Um, but, again, thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, Jermaine. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Tanisha Cassidine. Thank you, Silky Ganache. Thank you for calling in and, um, and sharing your thoughts and, and comments and all of that with Taji. Taji, really quick, I want to play the name game. I, I do it every on every interview, so I have to do it with you as well. I'm going to provide you with the name. And I want you to give me the first words that come to mind, okay? And I have and I have one, two, three, four. I have five names, okay? Okay. So is you, there a time? Oh, well, you said the first thing that comes to mind. The first so. thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first name is Jim Flint. Firm. Shabana B. Brooks. Best friend forever. Mario Young. My daddy. Jeremy Burnett. I love him. <laughs> and the last oh, one is top. The first birthday comes to mind. Yeah, the first. The, uh-huh. the dynasty. The dynasty, okay. Okay. And the last one is Taj Mahal. Sister. Okay. Um, really quick, what, what do you want to see change in pageantry, if anything? It's too many of them. Give me two. Oh, I was okay. It's too many pageants. No, oh, too no, many pageants. Okay. It, it's too many pageants as one, and number two, the unity and stability in pageantry. Okay. All right. So too many pageants. You know, basically too many nationals. Too many people calling themselves national pageants, I would say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where our newcomers are being led wrong because, you know, right. they go off and win these titles and they think what they did that was correct, but you're being judged by a pageantry system that has no knowledge, no resources, no requirements. 
to be judging you in the first place. Mm. So they have given you false credentials, and they're sending you out into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just too many. You know, mm-hmm. and if we can just get together with some of the unity of these. I was in one city, and they had two pageants going on in one night on the same platform. Wow. Who knew Why? No do unity. Know, do you know how big this night could have been if you all could have got together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're losing focus of what you're supposed to do. You know, you get a crown and, and then what? You know, nobody is treating the kings and queens like they should at some of the systems now. Not everybody. Right, right. out there. Right. I do appreciate the promoters, you know, and the sponsors because they don't have to do this, and that's why I appreciate them. And that's why I go where I respect the people for what they do. Exactly. Because they invest in it. People like Jeremy or Mario Young and Rick Finn, you know, Antonio King, they invest. That's right. I respect them. You know, so... Um, it just needs to be more unity, and I think um, the pageantry community would just be better off, and there'll be better leadership. We'll have a better understanding um, in, a gen- in the generations to come up. Okay. Um, what advice would you give before we get before we get any last words from Taji? I want to ask you, um, what advice would you give to any of the ladies that have either already acquired a preliminary to Miss Continental Plus or are going to be attempting in the next coming weeks to um, compete at their preliminary to compete on the national stage of Continental. What advice would you give those ladies that are trying to achieve or obtain the goal that you have at this point? Less sometimes can be more and understand where you're going. A lot of people don't do research don't understand how a pageant may be ran, Um, you know, so Continental most definitely is a place to understand how the competition is ran. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you understand that, you most definitely will be effective. Um, You know, so uh, plan, prepare, um, and do the research on where you're going. And how many preliminaries do you have, um, Taji, um, left before you relinquish your title on, what is it, April 6th? Oh, yeah, is it April 5th or 6th? April 6th. April 6th, yeah, April mm-hmm. 5th and 6th. Right, 5th and 6th. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. January, well, what's confirmed for now, January 18th, we have Miss Pacific Coast Continental in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And we also have February 7th, Miss New York Continental Plus. Okay. Um, on February 16th, we have the Carolina Continentals in Miami, Florida. Yay, Miami. I haven't been to Miami in so long. Mm-hmm. And on February 23rd, we have Chicago Continental Plus. Okay. Um, so that is what we have scheduled as of now. The preliminaries. We have Pacific, which is in Las Vegas, Miss mm-hmm. New York. 
mm-hmm. um, Carolina Continental, and Miami and Chicago Continental Plus. Okay. And the, and the New York Continental Printer, you said that's going to be on, is, is that on a weekend or a weekday? Um, weekend, February 7th, a Saturday. Ooh, I might come out yes. and see you, Taji. I might rock. Well, you know, I'm going to have to get on the Amtrak or the Megabus or something because, you know, I'm not going to drive. <laughs> Ooh, New well, come on down to New York, yeah, New York. But, yes, uh, and especially that's going to be on a Saturday, so I would love to do that. I'm actually going to, more than likely, probably going to go this weekend, but I'll definitely love to come back up there and, and show your support. So we got Pacific Coast Continental, we got New York Continental, Carolina Continental, um, with Allison Thomas in Miami, and then we have Chicago Continental Plus. So, ladies, if you're looking for a preliminary, Taji has posted many flyers up there, um, and I've done that as, as well on my site um, or on my page. So I'll definitely, um, you know, if, if you need more information, contact Taji, any, any member of the Continental family, and they'll um, put you right in the, you know, make sure you go in the right direction. And that's April 5th and 6th, and the mm-hmm. rooms are filling up, so let's prepare now. Yes, God. Yes, God. Okay, let me tell my daddy, my real young nigga, his ticket, he keeps saying he's not coming, but he better come. He'll come. He'll be there. He'll be there. Um, do you have any final words before we end tonight's show? Any fi- anything that you want to say, get off your chest, anything. The floor is yours. Oh, the floor is mine. No, I know how to do everything through song. <laughs> 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 oh, no, well, I thank you. I'm... Um, I'm really humble and honored. I really am. Um, God is awesome. Life has been wonderful. And, you know, it's people like you um, that make the journey all worth it, um, you know, that make me actually able to say that I am proud of myself. And sometimes that can be hard to say. So I thank you and the supporters. I really don't like to say fans. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. why, wow, so I'm, I'm a fan of many. Right. Uh, but I thank everybody so much. Like, people really don't know what a smile has done for me through the years, mm-hmm. what a hug has done for me through the years, a kind word has done for me through the years, because it's been many nights, too, I'm sure other people can relate, that you are smiling, but you feel horrible on the inside. Right, but we're oh, yeah. trained. We're trained by the light. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thank you all so much because, honestly, I don't see a challenge in my life. And you know, I look at so many other people who are going through so much, and I'm inspired to keep going. So I thank you all. You all are my fuel. And and I'm honored. I appreciate it. I love you for it. I'm here for you. Um, my knowledge, whatever I have now, is no longer mine. It is of yours. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, everyone. And, and and thank you so very much, Taji. We'll we'll be closing, but I just want to say, you know, live on the air and all that stuff that I appreciate you, love you, thank you for everything that you do. Um, I'm glad that you are able to um, push past the barriers and the doors and, and, and make yourself a household name. You are definitely loved by many. That's obvious. Um, and I just wish you the very best in life. I wish you much success um, and continue breaking down those doors. Continue not only on stage but off stage as well. Do Continue doing what you are doing, you know, um, and show 
uh, others that, that you do have a purpose, you're, you do have a passion, and it transcends and supersedes, you know, what we see on a daily, you know, in, in our community. So I thank you so very much. Um, I, I can't say thank you enough. I um, mean, you are the very first show, very first interview of the year, and I wouldn't have chosen anyone else um, but you. <laughs> Uh, head, heading off, heading off the new year, and uh, Taji, and as well as my um, listeners and supporters, please just hold the line for me. You know we have a closing that'll play, and um, of course my quote of the week. And you must hear the quote of the week, so please uh, listen in um, to that. And Taji, hold the line for me. Hey there, everyone. This is your Miss Continental 2014-2015 Brooklyn Heights, all the way from Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. everyone that's actually it for tonight's show i want to thank the lovely taji iman for giving us a little of herself to the world on tonight we thank you for the intimate continental kisses of love i want to also say thank you to all of my listeners for doing simply just that listening supporting and participating thank you again before we leave tonight i must give you a quote of the week so here it is don't be afraid to start over it's a brand new opportunity to rebuild what you truly want again Don't be afraid to start over. It's a brand new opportunity to rebuild what you truly want. And remember, a positive attitude gives you power over your circumstances instead of your circumstances having power over you. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.